0: Welcome back. It's the BWI Daily Recruiting Show. I'm Greg Pickle, Ryan Snyder, the insider on Penn State recruiting from Blue White Illustrated. Joins us on this episode of the Daily, it's Tuesday, May 17. And all we're talking about now, Ryan, is official visits, top five list, and, of course, the brand new On 300 for the Class of 2024. to busy week for you. It's a busy week for recruits across the country, narrowing down their list, setting official visits. And, you know, we have talked on the show previously about pointing toward July and the craziness of last year and the fact that it was going to almost certainly repeat itself. And everything right now is certainly lining up. For that to be the case, you have a lot of guys setting up three, four, or five official visits for the month of June, and then you're going to start seeing a lot of those guys commit once uh, those trips are in the books.
1: Yeah, Penn State has about three dozen or so. I think the number's like right around 32, 34. It's a little under three dozen uh, official visits set for June right now, and... Man, I mean, I don't know if I've talked to every single one of them about their plans, but I think it's safe to say that, you know, at least half of them, probably more like two thirds of them, uh, are planning to get this over with before their senior season. So a few of them may drag into August, but everything's lining up for. First off, July fourth. <laughs> as, as as I'm sure you remember last weekend or last year, Greg got was a busy one. We've already got a few guys, you know, claiming they're gonna commit on July fourth. So that'll be another uh wasted holiday probably for us, but it is what it is. Uh comes with the job. So, yeah, so my Greg, wife's
0: birthday is going to be a uh, commitment filled oh, yet again, it looks like. So That's right. That's, I forgot
1: about yes. that last year. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> that's anyway, all right. I'll, we'll
0: get through it like <laughs> we always do.
1: Yeah, but, yeah, July, early July into mid-July will be packed. And, you know, it'll slow down a little bit as you get to the second half of the month. But, uh, you know, then right when you get towards preseason, you'll probably have another little quick surge of guys ready to bang it out uh, before their senior season start. But all signs are pointing to July being uh, a hectic month. But, uh, you know, I wouldn't be shocked if we see a couple commitments in June as well, Um, especially for a player I just put an RPM in for.
0: Right. We're going to get to that in one second. Just before we dive into that, I just want to make a note. We're talking about a lot of guys who want to decide in June or July. One player who won't, Derek LeBlanc, uh, the four-star defensive lineman out of Florida. He was supposed to announce on July 23. He's going to push that back, or at least that's his plan for now. The longtime listeners of the show know, as Ryan always says, guys say they're going to push things back. And then when push comes to shove and the dominoes start to fall, uh, you know, those plans of waiting around kind of can go by the wayside. So just mm-hmm. one note there. But let's get into your latest on three recruiting prediction machine. Pick is for a player out of the state of Florida. Obviously, Penn State with J. Juan Sider and with Manny Diaz and with other members of this staff have long been pushing into Florida. And they already have one commit from the state. And you think they're in line to get another one?
1: Not only just from the state, but from the same school, St. Thomas Aquinas, right. of course. Uh, talking about King Mac, Conrad Hussey's uh, teammate, put in a pick on Monday. And really, I probably could have put that pick in a couple weeks ago. I've been talking to just colleagues and sources about it for a long time. I mean, Penn State has felt good here for, I don't know, at least maybe not a month. But certainly right after Conrad Hussey committed, there, there was a lot of talk that uh, you know King Mac was was seriously considering Penn State. I, I think I'd be surprised, honestly, if that commitment comes in May. I I, I, I kind of get the impression right now that uh, he's coming up here June 17th, I believe it is, for an official visit and uh, I think there's there's a lot of signs pointing to, to him leaving campus, uh, a Penn State commit. Nothing's guaranteed. And of course, you know, King doesn't talk a whole lot either, right? So uh, if he lines up another visit or two, you know, we'll keep an eye on it. But right now, Penn State seems to be the only official visit he has set. Uh, Miami's interested, but I don't know how interested. Of course, he visited Notre Dame way back in July. But, um, you know, Penn State seems to be in a pretty, pretty good position here. Uh, with the Saint Thomas Aquinas prospect who just put up some some really good times in the track and field. Did you did, did you have that off Greg? I, I should have pulled that up. Um, um, I, yeah, I, I do not. But if you keep, looking, I'll keep looking. So <laughs> was it? A, I think it was like a 10-6 or something like that. And I know he finished That's fourth. It, it was uh, yeah. Yeah, I know he finished fourth in the in the in the one hundred meter uh for Florida um, you know, state track and field championships this past weekend. his his main discipline is the uh four hundred, where he won this past weekend. I think it was like a forty forty-six um I forget the exact time A 46 something it was it was a great time again you know he won a 46 i believe it was um you know winning winning gold for for florida in the 400 uh like i said he finished fourth in the 100 with a 10 6 4 so plenty of speed to offer there he's a pretty good player uh, i think he had like 50 plus tackles last year as a safety four yep. interceptions i believe it was and uh you know a couple couple fumble uh recoveries and, and forced fumbles as well so I think all signs are pointing to Penn State here. It looks good. And uh, that June 17th weekend, I'll be watching him extremely closely.
0: Ryan's RPM pick has Penn State as a 95.5 percent favorite to land King Mack. He's 5'10", 175, an on-three consensus four-star and one of the top uh, 400 players in the nation. And I think he's a guy that, as we get more into this cycle, uh, could see himself rise pretty considerably. That's been pretty consistent across the board. If you look at the industry comparisons, that he's a player that I think, as more tape gets out there on him, and you know he has every chance to be, if not a summer riser, uh, a guy who does in the fall at a position of of certainly need for Penn State, Ryan.
1: Yeah, actually, actually, it's funny you bring that up. I actually just talked to Charles Power about him. Uh, was it Sunday night or Monday night? And uh, mm-hmm. I, I, you know, they got to shake some things out still. But these track times that he's put up this year, and they always like this film. You know, they were just trying to to get a better feel on a couple other things. But uh, I think there's a very good chance he ends up being a four star player by the time it's all said and done.
0: Well, we will keep an eye out on him. You are listening to the BWI Daily Recruiting Show Edition. It's Tuesday, May 17th. I'm Greg Pickle. He's Ryan Snyder. And speaking of on three, we're going to go into the latest on three class of 2024 rankings right now. So first things first, um, you know, I think we've talked about this on previous shows. Certainly we have on the Lion's Den Message Board, which of course you can join for $1 for one year of access by visiting bluewhiteillustrated.com. But on three's ranking process is a little bit different than what I think most are accustomed to in terms of how often they get updated. So this is if you you know have listened to previous shows and you feel like you've heard class of twenty twenty four rankings talk before, uh, that's because things get updated around here pretty quick. So you know, it's not waiting around for the entirety of a cycle or two or three times a cycle to make those updates. You know, they happen more frequently than that. So the latest one came out today, well, or I'm sorry on Monday. Uh, we're here talking on Tuesday. Uh, Cooper Cousins, a lone Penn State class of 2024 commit. He did drop a bit, Ryan. I'm not sure if you've got, been able to get any insight on that, but still uh, the nation's number 210 player. And just my gut feeling, uh, not knowing anything about anything in terms of why he fell, uh, I don't believe he did any camps or anything this spring, mm-hmm. and I can't imagine that necessarily helped in that regard. It's not that they're the end-all be-all, but when you see guys shuffle, uh, sometimes it's because we're ranking new players, and they're just slotting in, and guys slot down because there's nowhere for them to go uh, necessarily, or uh, it's sometimes you just don't have as much info as you have on some other guys because they hit the camp circuit and so on and so
1: forth. Exactly. This is the second ranking for 2024. This is <laughs> – this yeah, whether you're at on three or 24-7 or rivals, doesn't matter what the site is when you're ranking players for the second time in a class, there's always massive movement. Uh, I, I I was going through – so I picked – I when I went through the on 300 um, before it came out, uh, I think that I only had two players who didn't move to some degree, and those were the guys like Ray at the very top uh, and Desmond Ricks and, and Dylan Stewart, and pretty much everybody else moved. Uh, I, I think, yeah, so first off, there was about 20 – I think at least 20 guys – uh who were like moved up above them just like had nothing to do with cooper right it's just guys either jumping into the on 300 or moving up uh because of camps uh and then yeah like you said i mean there's just there's just no new information where uh, you know, they own 300 guys, you know, probably at least half of them or so to camps this year. So there's a lot of new information, uh, whether it's just track and field times or, or, you know, updated heights and weights, whatever it may be. Uh, so I don't, I don't look at it as, 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 a real negative. I mean, this is always the one thing I talk about with these rankings is I, I think fans put a lot of stock into the individual number more than I just, think. uh, like tiers. I mean, I, I talk about this all the time. If I, if I was doing the rankings, I would do more of a tiered system than, uh, you know, Johnny's. One seventy-five, and and Tom's one, you know, ninety-five. I, I just think if you. Uh, you know, just look at it more as like a, a, a tier system. I, I just think it's a way better way to do it. But of course if that was the case, uh, somebody would have came out with a number system at some point and uh, you know that would have been the, the way it's always done. So I understand why it is. It, it's just um, better for fans, I think, uh, as far as popularity. But uh, long story short, we'll roll through some of these guys here that, that kind of stood out to me. Quentin Martin uh, still remains one of the top prospects in the country at number 19 overall. He was previously number 16. tyson Denmark, uh, dropped a couple couple. couple spots down to number 46. Uh, but those two are firmly the the top two prospects in Pennsylvania. And I don't think there's really any debate. I expect those guys to consistently at minimum be top 100 prospects right now. They're, they're top 50 and, uh, I don't think that's going to change a whole lot. Uh, the Penn State's two of Penn State's top quarterback prospects are also ranking among the, the top 100. Jaden Bradford, who, of course, is from South Carolina, but is now at IMG Academy. He's ranked number 46 in the country, or excuse me, number 40 in the country. and uh, Jaden Davis is number 75 um you know he moved down that about 10 spots or so of course Jaden's from from outside charlotte so uh Jaden has some good things to say about his visit this past week uh greg what was it did he say it was uh, one of his best visits ever or something like that it was, uh... Uh, yeah i
0: was gonna say you're underselling it a bit yeah he basically said that you know it was one of the best trips he's ever taken so i mean yeah obviously they're doing a lot of good work with him but as we know ryan Uh, There's a long way to go for these guys and good visits in April uh, for class of 2024 guys can go a long way toward getting you uh, have them back on campus for the fall. But there's still a lot of work left to be done. But so far, so good there. Um, It's pretty clear to me that Mike Yurcich has really developed a strong relationship, Ryan, with a number of these quarterbacks. You know, we don't see him on social media as much. Uh, you know, when coaches are on the road, he's not necessarily the one that's always in photos posing for pictures and things like that. But he clearly knows what he's looking for. He clearly knows the guys that he wants to prioritize. And he has done a very nice job so far of making sure Penn State has its foot well within the door, even though these guys are at a very early stage of their recruitment.
1: Mm-hmm. Of course, they also hosted, uh, what was it Julian Stayin, uh from California yep. as well. Julian actually ranks uh, a little higher than – or a little, little bit below uh, Jaden Bradford, number 47 overall. So Penn state has hosted three of the, of the, of the country's top quarterbacks. Of course, uh, Dylan Raiola uh, just committed to uh, Ohio state. He's the number one prospect right now in 2024. And uh, Penn state fans are going to get to get to know his name pretty well. Cause he's a hell of a player, but uh, yeah. uh, a couple other guys, Liam, Liam Andrews is, is going to be, I think one of Penn state's top interior uh, offensive line prospects. He's from up there in new England. He's number 82 overall. Um, there, there is a couple other Pennsylvania guys, uh, in the in the top one hundred, uh, Deshaun Dotson is a guy I need to get to know better. I've been trying to build a relationship with him; haven't really been able to do that so far. But uh, he's at number ninety-one overall. And uh, you can fans can go on our website and check out the whole list. I don't want to take up all you know take up all day going through some of these guys. But um, I think Pennsylvania looks pretty good. Uh, I would say it's maybe a little bit of a an, a an average to a bit of above average year for Pennsylvania. A couple guys did drop out from that first ranking. But what uh,
0: about the region as a whole?
1: Uh, I would say Maryland's okay. Uh, I have to put the numbers in front of me, kind of three spot about there. I don't know New Jersey's numbers off the top of my head. Uh, it, well, I think it'll probably be a little bit of a better year than, uh, than 2023 as far as the region's concerned. But again, you look at different positions, it's, uh, you know, yeah, I can I can show you one position that's stacked and another that's not. So uh, certainly cornerback uh, compared to this year, I know corner's really kind of down in, in 2023. And you know, you have guys like Kosh Sanders out there who I think Penn State will be in a pretty good position with. And uh, Braylon Braylon Lee or Brayden Lee, excuse me, uh, is another one. But uh, it looks I would say a little bit above average for the for the region. But uh, you know, maybe we can talk next week. I can give you a little more specific numbers. I haven't gone through and counted exactly for Maryland, New Jersey, and other states.
0: Well, speaking of Maryland in the class of 2024, two prospects from the state are going to be on Penn State's campus this weekend to find out who visit us at bluewhiteillustrated.com, where it's just a year, a dollar rather, for a year of access. Ryan posted that on Tuesday morning. Um, I don't want to get into the who, Ryan, but before we move on here, I think it's probably worth just stopping quick to note that
1: this will be, I believe, Penn State's first visit weekend of May. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're only one uh, coaches will go on vacation then Memorial day weekend. They try and get a little time with their family four or five days away from the office, uh, before the, uh, you know, the monstrous June, uh, comes, comes, right. um, uh, dreaming in. So of course, whiteout camp, uh, going to be that first weekend in June too. So you got a visit weekend this weekend, coaches getting some, some, uh, R and R Memorial day weekend. And then boom, we, we started off with a bang for, uh, for the whiteout camp. And, um, course there's gonna be a lot of official visits then throughout one guy who we'll just go right into it, Greg, uh, has said an official visit for that whiteout weekend uh, is Jason Moore uh, out of Damatha. He, he announced a, a handful of visit, official visits this past weekend that uh, everybody's been trying, everyone's been bugging Jason, man, for, I don't know, probably a month or so now. Uh, so I was happy to see he got those out there. Penn State is set for June 3rd to the 5th. And right now he is the only guy that I expect to be on campus whiteout camp weekend. Uh, Penn State was trying basically not to host guys that weekend, but, uh, Jason also has three other official visits set for Notre Dame on June 10th, Michigan on June 17th and Ohio state for June 24th. So Penn state could not, uh, you know, it, they had to get him on campus at some point, right? So the, the, they'll, they'll gladly get him here June 3rd, the 5th. And it might be a good thing um, that he's the only official visitor that weekend. But uh, the competition is absolutely stacked for Jason Moore. It is not going to be easy. I think Notre Dame has uh, put themselves in a strong position. But uh, he has been to Ohio State. He did go out to Ohio State in April. He I don't believe he has been to Michigan yet. But, um, yeah, he's going to end up in one of these uh, Northeastern, you know, mid- Midwest uh, powerhouse programs. I think that's pretty clear that, that these are going to be his top four schools. Maybe he'll get another visit in there, but I think it'll be one of these four, uh, and Penn State's going to have some work to do. So we will see. They're going to host him first and going to have to try and uh, fend off some serious competition to get to the Matha prospect.
0: Yeah, I don't think there's any doubt that they have a realistic chance. He was on campus in January as well. But, mm-hmm. I mean, you just need to take one look at the on-three recruiting prediction machine. It leans heavily in the favor of the Fighting Irish. Penn mm-hmm. State does get him on campus. That's huge. But as we always talk about, if you – If you had your choice in almost every circumstance, you would want the last official visit, not the first official visit. Penn State gets the first one here. So you got to take what you can get with top 40 players, Ryan. But to your point, uh, they are going to have we know and we all know how good Penn State and James Franklin and his staff are when they get players on campus. So you can overcome having visit one instead of visit five. But uh, I don't think there's any question that, yeah, they have a a steep hill to climb in this one. They have a hat on the table and it's more than just a hat on the table. But uh, there's a lot of work left to be done.
1: Yeah, and I'll say like the the ninety one point five percent in the in the RPM. That's mainly because Mike Singer put in a, a pick for Notre Dame. Um, I'm trying to think when was that? Uh, I can pull it up here. New Year's Eve. New, New Year's Eve. Eve, there you go, beat me to it. So, uh, you know, I don't know if Mike's as confident in that pick as he was back then. I remember having a, a lot of conversations with him about it, but Jay, look, I mean, Jason's just a hard guy to read. He's not He's not into the media scene a lot. I mean, he does, don't get me wrong, when there's when there's news and stuff, he's very, very good to us. You know, I've, I've talked to him a couple times, but he's not, you know, a flashy guy, putting everything on Twitter. He's not, you know, someone who's staying in touch with us behind the scenes all the time, uh, like some other players do. So, I, I don't, I don't really feel confident that saying anyone is a true favorite in this one. I just feel confident in saying that the competition is steep and that really Ohio state wouldn't shock me. Michigan wouldn't shock me. Notre Dame wouldn't shock me. Uh, I think there's just a lot of stuff he has to sort out still. That's, that's kind of the main thing I'm pushing.
0: And that's what all these official visits for so many players, including Jason Moore will be about sorting things out, getting to the bottom of, What you know from previous visits versus what you still need to know. And then how can you compare all of that stuff from school to school, visit to visit, and so on and so forth? So, good note there. Thanks to Chad Simmons of On3 for digging out all of that intel for us. Uh, Now, let's move on to another official visitor uh, who set one up for Penn State, D. Creighton. He also shortened his list up a bit. Um, You know, it's funny because some of these guys, and this is not the case with D. Creighton, but some of these guys you're getting top eight or top 10 or top 12 lists. List, but then you're also seeing five official visits yet yeah. so um, you know those other six schools might as well just forget about it in most cases but uh d creighton's one that penn state's in on as well
1: yeah and that's always silly to me um and somebody did a, a top 10 last week but also announced five official visits i just right. i wasn't a penn state prospect i just saw it online uh ucf missouri clemson penn state and auburn for d creighton uh, the, the question with D is really, I mean, he's always been a good player. I just, I question some things about his speed. I, I believe he runs a, a plus 540. Uh, so that's only ever really been the the only knock on him. Everything else, I mean, he, he really reads the, the line of scrimmage well. Um, and actually, isn't terrible in, in space either, um, you know, c- for considering you know that that 40 time but penn state seems to be pushing here i mean i i I was a little surprised that they had him up for an official visit uh over phil pachati um but i mean i think clearly that uh you know obviously phil didn't include penn state in his top top schools this past week uh but you know, I, I was still a little bit surprised that, that they were hosting um D Creighton for official visit in the summer. I thought maybe in the in the fall it would make more sense. But and the, and the main reason I'm saying that is because like he's a true Mike. And the one thing that's become pretty clear to me since Manny Diaz took over the program is that I don't think they really need or are pushing hard for a true Mike. I, they yeah. want athletic guys that can run in space. Tamir Robinson is that, Tony Rojas is that. And I really think the, the other linebacker now that we need to seriously start focusing on is Corey Lucius uh, out of Tampa Catholic, of course, in, in Tampa, Florida. Uh, Terry Smith was down there to see him Thursday, I believe. And I know Manny Diaz was at the school as well. So uh, I'll, I'll say this. I mean, Corey doesn't talk a whole lot. But from what I understand, Boston College has an official visit set with him, and we know Penn State has an official visit set as well. I don't know the date for Boston College. I've been trying to lock that down. I've just been told that from sources. Uh, We do know the Penn State official visit is June 10th. But, uh, you know, I thought for, I don't know, about a month or two now that they'd be pretty happy with two linebackers, and if they get Tamir and they get Tony, that'll probably be it. I think – now, after talking to more people, I think they would seriously take Corey Lucius along with those three. Uh, he's just a, – he's a heck of a player. He runs really well. Um, I'd love to get him on the phone to to, to learn more about his recruitment. Uh, Greg and I have both been trying hard to, to get him. I don't think Corey's done an interview with anyone. I don't I – don't, I haven't seen – If he has, I haven't found anybody. it. Yeah. Yeah, yep. I haven't found anything. So – uh, he's going to be a difficult one to learn about, but Penn state certainly has its foot in the door. Manny Diaz was, I believe the first school to offer him while he was at Miami. And then I think Penn state was the second school to offer. So of course, Manny okay. being at Penn state now that builds well, there's strong relationships there with both. Uh, I do know that Corey went to Miami last July. And then I believe he went to like USF or I think it was USF, uh, in January, but there's not a whole lot out there. Uh, what I was told from sources again, Boston college has an official visit set with him. I'm not sure which weekend, uh, And we do know, again, Penn State's June 10th. So keep an eye on Corey Lucius. I think he's Penn State's to lose. Um, But again, you know, with Tamir and Tony and scholarships tight and, you know, the depth of the defensive tackles and defensive ends, like they're going to have to sort that out. So two linebackers still seems the the most realistic to me. And, of course, let's not rule out D. Creighton either. I know I kind of skipped over him here. But, uh, you know, three, if it's Corey Lucius, it, it might happen.
0: Very good. Well, Penn State linebacker board certainly coming into shape here. If you would have said in uh, September 17th or October 17th that Phil Pachati would not be a uh, finalist. Uh, Penn State would not be a finalist for him. I think many of us would have been shocked, but it was not all that surprising last Friday when his top four came out and it did not include the Nittany Lions. So Brent Pry leaving there kind of changed that recruitment in a way that mm-hmm. uh, we couldn't have saw coming prior to that happening. So the linebacker board looks to be in pretty obvious shape. Ryan, a lot of other positions are in the same boat, even track he you knows with your hot boards over at bluewhiteillustrated.com. Uh, And Yeah, like I said earlier in the show, we are getting into the time of year now where things start to become a little bit clearer on the recruiting front in terms of who's going to go see what and do what and visit where and when and why. So Mm -hmm. certainly a lot to learn over the couple of weeks ahead here. And then June will be rapid fire uh, as we wrap up the show here. Ryan, any final thoughts on where things stand or kind of the week that's been, the week that was? Um, Obviously, we're looking forward to visitors on campus this weekend. But so far, it's just chugging along as the uh, March to June keeps passing by. Uh, Time keeps passing by on that trip uh, to June.
1: Yeah, a couple tidbits. Um, I'm working on a cornerback board for probably Wednesday. Uh, I've I've spent a week working on that board because it's such a hard one to read with it being national. Uh, The two things I'll say is like Daniel Harris uh, and and Jalen Braxton – Uh, both of whom have official visits at the Penn State, I think, they're pretty clearly Penn State's top guys. And then there's there's a couple others mixed in there. Of course, they already have Lamont Payne. So I think they really just need to get one more at corner. Uh, and they'll be happy. Not saying they wouldn't take to, uh, two, two more, uh, especially with some of the talent there. Uh, but Daniel Harris, I think he's firmly been Penn State's top corner for a while now. I don't think anything has changed. I, I believe he ran like a ten low 10, 600-meter time this year. So they're very happy with that. And, then of course, Jalen Braxton, who you reported on, Greg, uh, a week or two ago, um, he's 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 – very high on the board too. I believe Jalen Braxton's dad is a defensive back trainer. I need to look into that a little bit more, but somebody was talking to me about that the other week. So um, good, good lineage there. But uh, other thing I'd say is just this this upcoming weekend, small junior day. It's not going to be anything major. I was told probably under 20 prospects. Um, But I I actually, I also feel like people tell me that all the time and it ends up being like 30 or so. So we'll, we'll see. I would expect it to be kind of under the other usually,
0: right? It's either going to be really big and then it's not quite as big as expected or the other way around.
1: Yeah, this one, I mean, they're they're purposely trying to keep this small, uh, which tells me they're trying to get top talent here, uh, likely top underclassmen talent since all the 2023 guys are setting official visits. So I would expect it to be some quality 2024 guys. Like I said, like you mentioned, I already have two players confirmed for that. You can check it out on the site. Um, but we will we will do our best to get that to you. Uh, I am off to Austin, Texas. So, Greg, you can handle it. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'll work yeah, on it a little the bit. The anniversary, I Austin, buddy, I got you
0: covered. Back. Don't you worry yeah. about
1: it yeah we are we're heading out for for a trip so uh we'll we'll keep you in the loop though um you know and i'll once i get back we'll we'll check in with all these guys uh you know who visited this past weekend
0: Lots to do, lots to see, lots to hear. It's Penn State football in May. There's going to be team announcements coming, recruiting news coming, and you'll want to follow us at BlueWhiteIllustrated.com for the latest. Uh, thank you for listening to another episode of the BWI Daily Recruiting Show. He's Ryan Snyder for Thomas Frank Carr, who produced for us. Remember to hit that like button and subscribe at YouTube.com slash BlueWhiteIllustrated or wherever you get your audio. Uh, we will catch you next time. This has been the BWI Daily Recruiting Show from Blue White Illustrated.